Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hi, thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experience shaped them to who they are and where they are today. My name is Julia Weber, and I'm a fourth-year pharmacy student from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And today we will be chatting with Tyler Wempin, Maybeth James, and Tiara Jackson. Tyler, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Tyler Wempin. I'm one of the PGY2 HSPL residents at Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin. Hi, everyone. My name is Maybeth James, and I am a PGY2 HSPL resident at Cleveland Clinic. Hey, everyone. My name is Tiara Jackson, and I'm a PGY1 HSPAL resident at The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. All right. Thanks, all. And thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the first topic and question we're going to be talking about. This question is from Maybeth. So I'm interested in residency. Where do I apply? Great question and great decision. So you can apply for residency through Forecast. Forecast stands for Pharmacy Online Residency Centralized Application Service. So it's basically just an internet-based tool that allows you to submit your residency applications for every program all together in one location. All right, thank you so much. And then once I apply or before I apply, what should a prospective resident candidate know about the application process? Also a great question. So one thing to think about um, at first is the timeline of this process. So typically candidates Candidates get started pretty early in this process, but if you haven't started yet, um, it's not too late. So typically, people will do their search for programs and um, applications in forecast are due at the end of December or very early January. And um, within that time, if you're attending ASHP mid-year meeting, you may have the opportunity to meet with programs at the ASHP Residency Showcase as well as through PPS, which is Personnel Placement Services, um, for PGY-1 combined programs and PGY-2 programs as well. So um, the application materials are due in late December, early January. Um, You'll have to request transcripts from your school of pharmacy, and so you'll want to make sure to do that as early as possible. I remember in my case, there were some delays with our College of Pharmacy getting that transcript cleared, so you'll want to do that super early. Um, and also to save you some stress around the holiday season. And then from there, residency interview decisions are usually made early to mid-January. And I did kind of want to debunk this myth that you have to take the month of February off residency um, because almost half of my residency interviews were actually scheduled at the end of January. So in terms of timeline, uh, most interviews are complete by the second week of February with maybe a few happening later than that. But most of the time, it's late January, early February, you're scheduling those interviews, and then the match occurs mid-March. All right, thank you so much. That's really exciting. Um, So now that we've talked about the application process, I would like to talk or ask a few questions about the pre-interview and process and how to prepare. So my first question is for Tiara. So I've applied and received an interview for one or more residency programs. 
How do I prepare for the interview? That's a good question, Julia. I think there are so many resources out there to help you prepare for your interview. So the first step that I think is really important is you want to get to know the programs that you've applied to really well. You want to understand the ins and outs, what rotations they're offering, things you really enjoy about the program, things that you're looking forward to, and also get an understanding of what questions you might have. And a good resource to help you with this is the ASHP Residency Directory. They do have a list of all residency programs that are accredited through them and available, and even some that are in the accreditation process. And it really does allow you to go on the website, look at, you know, what are they offering as far as salary, what um, what their website entails, what different rotations they're required, what are the longitudinal responsibilities, what are staffing requirements. So I thought that was a really helpful resource. As far as preparing for the interview, there is also a resource on the ASHP website. It's called the Interview Skills Packet, and it is a very in-depth document that goes through different questions that each interviewer might ask you, whether it be, you know, tell me about yourself, which is, uh, which is a really big one that I got every interview and every interview session. They also ask you to, um, you know, tell them why you're interested in HSPAL and also why you're interested in their program. They also might want to ask you some situation-based questions. And I think the um, ASHP resource does a really good job about breaking down how you prepare for those questions, especially those situation-based questions using the STAR method. So situation, task, action, and result. All right. Thank you, Tiara, for that helpful information on the pre-interview process. So my next question is for Tyler. What are interviewers looking for on interview day? Thanks, Julia. That is a great question. Um, So I think one thing to keep in mind is on the interview day, it really is just as much you interviewing them as they are interviewing you. Really, what they want to see is you know, they just want to get to know you a little bit better, um, you know, learn more about you and your background. What are your interests and what are your passions within pharmacy? Um, And really understand what your interest is in their program um, and kind of assessing overall fit. So I think some things that, you know, programs really look for on interview day is really first off is just like your enthusiasm and your energy. Um, You really want to let your personality come out during this time, um, but also balancing that with professionalism as well. That's good to know. Thank you, Tyler. And then what if I get to my interview and I mess up or I'm really nervous? What should I do? Yeah. So with any interview, um, I think programs understand that most people are going to be nervous um, and that's okay, right? Um, I really think that, um, you know, some of those nervous tics that you might have, just trying to minimize those as much as you can. Um, But if you do mess up in one of your interviews, um, I actually had this happen during one of my interviews and, you know, that's totally okay. People understand that really what you want to do is try to, you know, kind of come back from that. Um, Don't let that sort of have a snowball effect into the rest of the day. You know, it's just one session with one group of individuals. If that doesn't go as planned, you know, that's okay. Just forget about it um, and plan on going into your next interview session with a positive attitude and a fresh start. All right. Thank you. So my my next question is more specific to in-person interviews. And this question is for me, Beth. So once I found out that I got an interview with a program, I found out that some of my interviews are in person. 
what are some tips and tricks that you recommend um, with an in-person interview? This is a great question. I would say one, arrive early as coming from someone who's at a pretty large program. It can be a maze trying to get around um, an unfamiliar healthcare campus. So you can always do a dry run through where the meeting point is the night before if you're nervous about those logistical issues. So do a drive by if needed. Um, and make sure you know where you're going on the day of. The last thing you want to happen is to be the last one to show up um, at the specified time when you're supposed to meet. So um, within that, it goes hand in hand. You want to present yourself well and be yourself. So put your best self forward, um, have a firm handshake, big smiles, make sure you make eye contact. And, um, you know, it's okay to make a little bit of small talk and get to know the other candidates there too. Um, who knows, they might be your next co-resident that you'll share an office space with the next year. Um, so pay attention to all of those things. And then also pay attention while you're there, as Tyler alluded to earlier, um, you know, get to know the residents in the program and the program directors and see if you like what you're seeing. Pay attention to those interactions and go forward from there and make your best decision. All right. Thank you so much for that answer. And then on the other side, uh, I also scored some interviews that are virtual. This question is for Tiara. What should I focus on a, in a virtual interview versus an in-person interview? Also a great question. I think we've all mastered the art of uh, virtual interviews and virtual interactions post-pandemic. But a few things that I learned to be really important. Number one, make sure you have strong internet connection. Um, one thing that I did every virtual interview, I went to our school campus and I requested a room so that my internet was secure. I didn't need any mishaps <laughs> during, um, during a virtual interview. Um, also, once you're on the call, just make sure you're making direct eye contact with your camera. Sometimes people can get taken off or thrown off by looking at themselves or maybe looking at a specific person. But when you're interviewing and you're answering someone's question, you want to make them feel as comfortable and like they are actually in person with you. So a good way to do that is to look directly into the camera. You also want to consider your surroundings. You want to make sure you have good lighting so everybody can see your bright smile. Like my Maybeth said, that eye contact and that smile is super important in helping your best self come across. Another important thing to do is to consider blurring your background. Um, I think it does help others focus and not necessarily get distracted with things that are around you. And I know a lot of us love our fur babies, but it might be a good idea to maybe lock them up or keep them away from you. And just in terms of all distractions, you want to make sure that they're limited. So same thing that you would do in an in-person interview, you want to put your phone on silent, you want to make sure that all of the outside noises are minimized. You also want to dress to impress, even though they might not be seeing your full person. I made it a point to dress up every time, just in case. And I think it also helps you feel your best self. So dress as if you were in person, maybe not the shoes, but um, make sure you're not in pajama bottoms. Um, you want to make sure that you are really just shining and you're able to communicate who you are, even though you are virtual. I think there are great ways to do that, um, even if you're not in person. So I think those are a few tips. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiara. All right. So my next question is for Tyler. 
Is there any information I should try to gather during the interview for afterwards? Yeah, that's a great question, Julia. Um, I think it is perfectly acceptable during the interview to have like a legal pad with you or some sort of notebook. Um, I know for a lot of in-person interviews, they typically will give you something on interview day, um, but it is good to come prepared with something. Um, that way you can take notes um, during the interview with not only who you talk to, but some of the information that you talked about. Um, I use this information to help after the interview um, kind of formalize like a thank you letter, but then also um, putting that together um, to help me kind of narrow down my programs that I would ultimately submit um, on rank day uh, for where I wanted to go. All right. Thanks, Tyler. So now that I've finished the interview, what other things do you recommend as next steps after I've I've finished that long day. Yeah. So anything that you weren't able to write down during the interview, um, kind of the first thing I did as soon as I got done with the interview, even though it's a long, exhausting day, I do think it is important. Uh, while it's still fresh in your mind, to just write down, um, you know, anything else that you didn't have written down, or maybe kind of how you're feeling in the moment, or some additional thoughts. Um, that'll again help you kind of formulate your decision later for ultimately where you would like to rank that program um, on your rank list. Um, but then also it's a good idea to write either a thank you letter or an email to a program. Um, I know kind of with COVID, there's been some back and forth on, is it appropriate to handwrite a letter or send an email? Um, most people that I've chatted with, I think an email is perfectly appropriate, especially now in this post-pandemic. And then I think addressing it to the individuals that you spoke to that day, I definitely wouldn't rely on sending it to like the program director and then having them disperse it um, amongst themselves afterwards. Sometimes those things do get lost in translation. So I did make it a point to write down everybody that I interacted with on the interview day, um, gathering their email information and then sending them an individual email. Um, I know a lot of times after you get done with the interview, um, typically one of their current residents will have a list put together of who you interacted with during that day to help make things kind of easier. So I would definitely reference those lists um, and use that to send your letters to who you'd like to. Great. Thank you so much for that answer, Tyler. Well, that's all the time that we have today. And I want to thank Tyler, Maybeth, and Tierra for joining us today and sharing their story. Join us here at ASHP Official and the Practice Journey podcast as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.